This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Today is Monday, December 21st. You guys, it's the week of Christmas. We made it. I've got kind of an important announcement for you guys today and a prayer request that's a little bit personal, near and dear to my heart. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today on this 21st day of December. This is just, wow, you guys, we are just moving right along. Here, moving along. A couple of things I wanted to do before I get started today. Well, first of all, uh, I want to just give a, a few shout outs to some of you guys who have been just encouraging us. Uh, Dale from Middleborough, Massachusetts, Jennifer Renton, Washington, Tara from Cary, North Carolina, who said, Heidi, I'm so grateful for your encouragement during these dark times. You are making a powerful difference as you inspire us to be bold in our own ways. And this is God's heart for you, isn't it? This this really is God's heart for you. It's his heart that you'd be bold, that you'd remember that you were literally born for such a time as this. And God doesn't want us to live in fear. And so speaking of fear, I'm just asking you guys uh, to pray for me today. I told you that I was having some, a couple of just health um issues, I guess, going on, some concerns that I had had. And I finally braved the mask apocalypse and have had to have a COVID test, much to my dismay and my chagrin, which I'm fine. Uh, but I have developed cataracts in both of my eyes. And so I've uh, this has been problematic for me for, as you guys can imagine, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which I'm on my computer all the time. Uh, driving in the evenings has become unbearable. So today, uh, I'm going in and I'm having um, a lens removed and I'm going to get a bionic lens. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of surgery, but I trust the doctor who's doing my surgery today. And I'm just asking that you guys would pray for us. Uh, we I'll have one eye done and then we'll wait a few days and then I'll do another one. But it's, um, it's uh, kind of a big deal. So yeah, if you guys can pray for me and for our family, just uh, all the unknowns. There's all the things, right? Because I told Jake, was, what better time to have eye surgery than 2020? Uh, but we trust the Lord. And the Bible says that some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we, the people of God, trust in the name of the Lord. And so at the time of this airing of this podcast, I will probably be in surgery in Portland, Oregon. So uh, if you guys can pray for me today, that'd be great. I woke up uh, the other day just thinking about this day. So obviously I recorded this a few days in advance. Uh, But the Bible says in Psalm 108, verses one to three, my heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises with all my heart. Wake up, lyre and harp. I will wake with the dawn. And sing my song. I will thank you, Lord, among the people. And our confidence is in the Lord. Some might trust in horses, some might trust in chariots, but we don't. The children of God, we trust in the name of the Lord. And that's true when we're struggling with health concerns. That's true in the middle of the Rona. It's true uh, in my eye surgery today. 
And uh, I trust the Lord. And I'm going to encourage you guys that way again to just say God is on his throne and we come to him in prayer. Our prayers are powerful. The Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. And we either trust the Lord or we don't. He's either good or he isn't. Your times are in his hands or they're not. And uh, I believe with all my heart, as does my family, that our times are in God's hands. And so we trust him, right? We trust trust him in every situation, in every circumstance. So uh, we appreciate and covet your prayers, obviously, for this ministry. Today is Mailbox Monday. Mm, mm, mm. One of my favorite days of the week here at the podcast. And I so appreciate listening to you guys leaving your messages for me over at Anchor FM. And uh, I want to let you guys know, I appreciate your Christmas cards, which are coming in fast and furious. We love to hear from you. See your beautiful, shiny, maskless faces. And you can send those cards to me, care of Friendly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. I'm going to read a couple of these for you and uh, answer your questions. The first one comes from a listener named Craig. And he says, Heidi, hey, I bet you never expect to hear from a man, but I wanted you to know that even husbands and fathers like myself love to listen to your podcast because they are still very spiritually encouraging to me as I have to deal with the daily challenges that face me in light of how crazy our world is right now. I live in Pennsylvania with our infamous Democratic Governor Wolf. Boy, you guys, you got a bad thing going on just like I got a bad thing going on where I live so we can like group hug uh, our governor who has truly become drunk with his authority. However, God is always good and he has blessed me with the best wife and kids in the world. My wife is very much like you in so many ways. Thank you very much for all you do, for your courage and tenacity to stand strong in the midst of spiritual warfare. May God continue to bless you daily and I will be listening whenever I am able. Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much for that. Sounds like you've got an amazing family and that you are loving them well, which just encourages me. And I think that letter, uh, especially for right now, was just exactly what uh, I needed to hear. So thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate it. So many of your questions, you guys are coming in with regard to the Rona. And so I'm gonna quickly go through some of them and hopefully it'll be, uh, hopefully it'll encourage more than just the person who wrote this. This came in from an anonymous listener. Hi, Heidi, what do you suggest on the topic of tithing during Rona when you don't agree with what your church is doing? We are not members of the church we attended regularly and tithe. But since the Rona, I'm confused because I just don't agree. My last straw was one Sunday when I attended months ago and we couldn't sing and I felt so disappointed. As of now, no in-person services. And so we tithe to this church or do you suggest we move on? I should also mention my husband is involved in a couple of ministries in this church. All right, so this is happening all over the place. And I'm a huge fan of um, asking the Lord, Father, where do you want me to give your money? Because it all belongs to him. And so what is God using? What is he doing? Uh, Where have you been? uh, Where are you getting fed right now? And a lot of these churches, and I said this before, and I know a bunch of you are mad at me for it, but they are going to lose their voices forever because of this. Forever. They're losing, rapidly losing credibility. And so uh, I'm just going to encourage you, like I always do, 
you know, trust the Lord that he's, you know, God is on his throne. He's not sleeping. He's not, he's not going, golly, I just don't know what to do about that. And he'll answer your question about where you should give his money. Where does he, where, where do we want to give God's money? What is it that God wants us to do? I know a lot of you are church refugees right now without a home church. I know there are lots of ministries that need that money desperately right now. And if there's nobody working at your church, seems to me like it's completely fine to say, Lord, what what do you want me to do? And God will show you. This This uh, question came in from Katrina. It's a mask question. Heidi, I recently started listening to your podcast after my mother-in-law sent me a few of them. I've been loving them and could listen to you all day. Thank you. Is it, is it um, Katrina? I think that's your name. I live across the border from you in BC. So just up north from me in Canada. Uh, BC just provincially mandated masks across the board in any indoor place for customers or staff with no exemptions unless you are under the age of two. Oh, that is brutal. We live in a small town and I hate standing against small business owners who are being bullied, but I believe our freedoms are at stake and don't know where to draw the line. How do I explain to my three-year-old daughter who we've been told wearing masks is bad that I half wore one today to get my groceries? All right, so Katrina, this is a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. And I don't think there's any other way to say it. I feel like we're, uh, we're, we're verge, we are on the verge right now of a totalitarian, a totalitarian takeover. I told you guys, you need to read the book, Live Not By Lies by Rob Dreyer. I will link back to it in the show notes today. But, uh, I have explained to my children, if I had to get, wear a mask to get groceries, I would tell my children, this is wrong what mama's doing. And I don't want to do it, but I have to get groceries and feeding you is more important than my, uh, than my just anger and disgust at this unconstitutional illegal bullying, which by the way, masks don't work for goodness sake. I could all day long, we can talk about that. But I think you just gotta, you're gonna have to tell them the truth. There are gonna be, I would never tell somebody to starve because they don't wanna wear a mask. Is it terrible? Yes, feed your family. Feed your family. Uh, and in terms of small business owners, like I said the other day on a Facebook live that I did, I believe with all of my heart that a lot of these business owners are responsible for the condition that we find ourselves in because they kowtow to it. And I'm looking for brave and bold Americans and Canadians who are going to say, no, this is wrong. Let them find you. Let them do it. I know that there are attorneys who are going to help you take these things to court. And I do not believe they will stand up at the end of the day. I could be wrong. But like I keep telling the small business owners, uh, they're going to kill you one way or the other. I'd rather die on my feet. So I can't even believe we're having these conversations. Katrina, hang in there. This next one, another uh, mass question from an anonymous uh, listener. Heidi, you've probably gotten a lot of these. I live on an island. I'd be hard-pressed to find a church that doesn't require masks. I have not returned to my church because of it, and I'm being told that I'm allowing a mask to divide me from the church. I've researched the pandemic, mask wearing, the history. I know the agenda, but I miss being with my church. I almost feel like I'm being broken down just to conform. I've spoken to my pastor several times and presented my case to make them optional, but they won't. And here we are. What would you do? Am I crazy? So no, you're not crazy. This is crazy. The situation that you find yourself in is crazy. And listen, again, just like I told Katrina, I know for some of you, it's just going to come down to doing what you have to do not to lose your mind. If it were me, I would like to think that I was strong enough to just go, you know what? Forget it. I'll start a church in my house. (laughs) You know, Uh, it's so sad what people are doing. 
And the vaccine's not going to change it, by the way. Now they're saying that they're going to bring a vaccine out and the vaccine's going to be the answer. And won't that be amazing? And the truth of the matter is you got people like, you know, Ding Dong Fauci saying, well, even after the vaccine, you guys are still going to be mandated to wear masks. This is social conditioning. The masks don't work. The box says it doesn't work. And I will not be made to play the game. Have I worn the mask occasionally? Yes. Uh, I'm sure I had to wear a mask to get into the hospital today. I had to wear a mask to go and get my stupid COVID test. You know, all of those things. Sometimes you have to do it. But in church, that's just, whoa, that's just, wow. That just breaks my heart on a hundred different levels. It just does. And so ask the Lord what he wants you to do and he'll tell you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, draw near to God. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This message comes in from Alyssa. And she says, Heidi, I love your podcast and your courageous voice. My 76-year-old mother has advanced cancer and lives with me. She says she's a Christian, but has been verbally abusive throughout my life. And this continues today. I have explained to her I will not tolerate her disrespect as an adult, but nothing changes. It almost feels as though she enjoys it. My spirit is crushed after another petty argument that ended in a flood of insults toward me. There is no one else to look after her. Do you have any advice? All right, so... Did you say your name, Alicia? I probably just totally messed up your name. Uh, here's the thing. you Having grown up in a situation where I was verbally and physically abused all growing up, and I heard people say, well, you know, that's your parent. You're supposed to be, you know, uh, respectful. You're not called to be a doormat for Jesus. And I, there's such a thing, if you've never read a book called Boundaries, I will link back to it in the show notes today. That was a book that actually changed my life. It changed the way I looked at relationships with other people. And if there's no one else to care for your mom, you might want to just have a conversation with her, especially since she claims to be a Christian, and just say, you are hurting our relationship. And you're going to take care of her because she's your mother, but you can keep that contact to a bare minimum. And I might be, I mean, I would probably talk to my pastor about it. I would say, is there anyone who can help me take care of my mom? Because my spirit is crushed and I don't think I can keep doing this. I would reach out to people around you. Uh, You don't need to be unkind to your mom, but you also, you're, you're not her doormat and you are loved. You are a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this idea that somehow we have to put up with abuse, you know, and turning the other cheek and all this, there's a time to turn the other cheek. When you're living with a parent who's systemically abusing you, uh, I I draw a line there. I'm not saying don't care for her. I'm saying I would find help caring for her uh, because unless she's willing to acknowledge that you guys have massive problems in your relationship, I don't see it getting any better. And these are decisions, you know, as parents, you know, we make these decisions when we are unkind to our children repeatedly, whoever you are, maybe, maybe someone's listening to me right now and you're the jerk, you know, and you're the one who's, who's abusing your child or you're constantly tearing them down for whatever. There's a lot of different ways that you can hurt people. And I, and uh, I'm always telling parents, be kind to your children. They're going to move out of your house someday and they're going to take their memories of you with them. And I know that someday, should the Lord tarry and allow me to grow old, my children are going to be taking care of me when I'm older. And I want them to think of it as a privilege. And I want them to go, gosh, we, we love our mom and we want to take care of her and and their dad. And you do that starting right now. These are building blocks right now. So uh, Alicia, I w- my advice to you is to get some help. Get, get uh, an opinion from a pastor or a friend, somebody that can come into your life and assist you with the care of your mom. So I'm so sorry. That's such a, it's, it's rough. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Peggy writes in, Heidi, my husband and I had a situation on Facebook that ended in both of us deleting our accounts. Peggy, I applaud you. I applaud you. If I wasn't trying to get back the 500,000 followers that I had on Facebook, I would leave also. Uh, It's terrible. I posted frustration about the California governor issuing a curfew. Most people were in agreement except for my cousin. When I asked her to please stop debating, she kept going. We would not engage with her and it made her angry. And so she took it to her personal page and started slandering my husband until he finally said something that he's not proud of. It has ruined relationships and I'm trying to be a peacemaker, but I will not be bullied because of my beliefs. So this kind of goes back to the previous question. Uh, I am a huge believer of uh, when you realize that you can't get along with somebody, uh, shake the dust off your feet and move on, right? Um, And, you know, God doesn't call you to be a doormat. I think sometimes like the enemy gets in there, right? We've all been pushed to our to our breaking point, right? That's not God's heart for us either. And so uh, the block button on Facebook, probably one of my favorite feature of uh, Instagram and Facebook, all of them really. But I'm just going to encourage you guys. um, The Bible has so much encouragement for you when it comes to relationships. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that you are called to be anybody's doormat, to sit there and take abuse because somebody claims to be a Christian. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. Relationships require that mutual respect. And if you get into an argument with somebody on Facebook and you realize this isn't going for, first of all, I would try really hard not to do that, especially not with family. And if you realize, oh goodness, this is going to go sideways, just block them. I think that's a whole lot better than unfriending them. If you block somebody, then you can't see them and they can't see you. See how that works? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And so uh, we are we are told to treat each other with kindness. John 13, 34, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. How did he love you? He gave his life for you. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So I, I would be kind of inclined, Peggy, to sort of distance myself from that relationship. If you feel like you can offer an apology and say, you know what, we disagree, but we, we apologize for uh, allowing ourselves to get you know, sucked into this conversation that just went so far down the wrong, you know, the wrong path or whatever. I always think in as much as you can to, uh, it's always a good idea, I think, to live at peace, right? And we can live at peace without living in unity. All right. So, uh, so there you go. So you guys have had, uh, Lots of questions. I mean, I'm, I'm reading your questions right now. It's uh, and my staff puts these in a like a, a document for me, and they, you know you can see what the topic is: mask, 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 uh, church and masks, the scam demic, the masks. You guys are hurting so bad right now, and uh, I just want to say my heart's going out to you because we're getting the same things over and over and over again. And I'm going to continue to love on you and encourage you, but we've got to be asking the Lord for His help. 
All right. We've, we just have to be asking the Lord uh, for his help. All right. Here is another one. Um, Beverly from Salt Lake City. Hey, Beverly. She says, hi, Heidi. I'm a mom to a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. We are planning to homeschool and I'm the only adult in my home and family in the state in which we live that speaks Spanish. I want my daughter to be bilingual and I'm feeling the weight of the responsibility. Do you have any resources for preschool beyond bilingual curriculum? You know, I really don't, but my kids do uh, participate in Duolingo off on the internet and they love it. Um, I have a f- several friends who have taught their kids to be bilingual uh, by just getting great software for them. I also want to just say, I think it's awesome that you want your daughter to be bilingual, but I, I just want to say there's so much going on right now. Really ask the Lord, pick, there's lots of time for you to teach your child to teach Spanish and maybe, or to speak Spanish rather, and maybe now's not the time. So if you're already feeling overwhelmed, I would be inclined to not make yourself feel further overwhelmed. Does that make sense? And so I'd be inclined to say, put it off for a little while. Um, I mean, for goodness sake, she could take Spanish in high school and be completely fluent by the time she gets out of high school. Right. So there's lots of different ways to uh, skin a cat. We don't do languages with our kids until they are in high school. And our kids have taken French, they've taken Spanish, they've taken German, and they appreciate it when they work for it in high school. So I guess I would be very curious to see, you know, as you pray about it, what does the Lord kind of tell you in that uh, after you've said, Lord, is this really what you want me to take on right now? That's probably what I would be asking. All right. This one came in from a healthcare worker. Hi, Heidi. I'm wondering if you think the Rona vaccine is the mark of the beast or tied to it somehow. We know it's not going to be safe and in fact, very dangerous. There's definitely an agenda. There is much credible information about it containing a chip among other things, and it will be required to travel, buy, sell, and eventually, eventually, if not right away. I work in healthcare and am mandated to get the flu shot They are already buying freezers for the Rona vaccine, and I'm sure it'll be mandated to get that as well. I'm an empty nester living alone with a mortgage and can't afford not to work, but I do not want to take that vaccine, whether the mark or not, but it sounds like the mark to me, wondering your thoughts. All right, so here's the thing. I don't believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe that the Rona vaccine is the mark of the beast, and here's why. We will know that we are doing it. When we take that mark, we will know what we are supporting. We, we're, it's not going to be an accident. You're not going to take it and then go, oh my goodness, I just took the mark of the beast. No, you'll know when you do it because that mark of the beast has a lot to do with the uh, the Antichrist and his agenda. And do I think that uh, that the Rona vaccine is is dangerous? Absolutely. And, and if I was a healthcare worker right now, I'd be looking at other lines of work because we've had lots of people even come to the Homeschool Resource Center who've said things like, oh my word, I think they're going to mandate the Rona vaccine. A lot of them are looking to go to like, you know, work from home as an advice nurse or something. Uh, for them to mandate a vaccine is so uh, anti-constitutional and so against our liberty because there's a risk in it. And frankly, the risk of getting hurt from the vaccine is way worse than your risk of dying from a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. And so it's it's crazy to me. And so uh, I would encourage you right now to be looking uh, towards other ways to make a living. But I don't think, and I could, like I said, I could be wrong, but I don't think that the Rona is the mark of the beast. Uh, you guys have, you guys are amazing. You send the most amazing questions to me and I really, 
really do appreciate it. Uh, keep them coming. Okay, finally, the last question today comes from Angie from the Woodlands. She says, Heidi, I have loved your boldness in addressing the fear related to COVID. Like you, God gave me discernment that the virus was being hyped up and used as a means of restricting our freedom. I've clung to 2 Timothy 1.7 and shared it often. I must confess, though, that I've struggled with the different spirit of fear with regard to the possibility of a Biden-Harris administration and all the evil they seem intent on enacting. I also get anxious when I hear of even bigger global control, such as the Great Reset, the New World Order, mandatory vaccinations, uh, etc. Do you have any suggestions on how to apply the same scripture, which 2 Timothy 1.7, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, to these impending frightening situations that can cause me to fear whether or not I can protect my children? All right. So Angie, the same thing that you do for the fear of ordinary things, right? A fear of, of um, getting sick, the fear of our children um, getting in accidents, whatever. The, the fear is a spirit and it cripples us. It keeps us from making wise decisions. It keeps us from engaging the world the way that God would want us to. And we have to work really hard to combat that fear, I think, in our everyday lives. And I think we do that by staying engaged with the word. I think we do that by being involved in communities of other people who are walking with the Lord. This is why uh, Mom's Strong International is so important. Uh, we just talked this last week, right, with Alex about the Great Reset. And we talked a little bit about the New World Order. Now I just talked about mandatory vaccinations. Uh, things are accelerating. I believe this is true. I believe that the return of the Lord is imminent. He's coming back for a chaste bride, which is the church. And so I think this is a large part of the reason why we're seeing such a falling away, uh, even in our Christian uh, teachers, people who have claimed the name of Jesus Christ. I've talked about a few of them here on the show. We are called to uh, walk in right relationship with God to walk in right relationship with him, to not fear, to not worry. It actually gets to the point where it's a sin. And so we have to say, Lord, show me how to walk in such a way that I don't need to be afraid of what's coming. Because we're, where the Lord, wherever the Lord takes you, his grace is already there, Andy. His grace is already there. This world is hard. It's hard. And I honestly think it's getting a little bit harder. And so I'm just gonna encourage you today to uh, lean into the Lord and trust that he has your best interest at heart because he does, because he does. All right. You guys don't have to be afraid. Don't live in fear. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay. When you feel that fear grab onto you and, and put its talons in your back, run. That's not the Lord. All right. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the questions that you send to us here at the podcast for your willingness and your uh, desire just to engage with me. Uh, I'm going to come back in the next couple of days and hopefully my eyes are going to be feeling a little bit better and I'm going to be recording some of your questions that you guys are leaving for me and you can leave me voicemails at uh, anchor.fm. So if you haven't done that yet, I want to encourage you to do it. You can do that by going to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And don't forget, you can leave me um, a question for Mailbox Monday at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Thank you guys for your financial support for this ministry and for your prayers. As always, I'm going to encourage you, come before the Lord in prayer today. Let your requests and your petitions be made known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds 
in Christ Jesus. I'm going to come back in a few days and give you guys a little bit of an update on my surgery. We sure appreciate your prayers and look forward to what God is doing in your lives. We love hearing from you. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.